Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. What would you do if you saw somebody being randomly beaten up or a husband and a wife arguing and beating each other up at the side of the road or a husband beating up his wife at the side of the road? Would you get involved? Would you do something? Would you try and stop it? Two girls beating up another girl, maybe a group of guys beating up another guy. Would you walk across the road and get involved and try and stop it? Well, one man who unfortunately ended up the victim of a random beating joins me on the line. Luke, good afternoon to you. Oh, thanks. Luke, I know you're probably still very traumatised by what happened to you. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty fresh, like. It yeah. was only at the weekend there, so... Yeah, 21 years of age. I know you're originally from Galway. And uh, you're, you're living, are you living in Dublin at the moment, is it? I am, yeah. yeah I okay. just moved up about four months ago. So. Oh, okay, so so tell us what happened. Where were you? What were you up to? So, basically, I went into town, met up with one of my friends. We were going to get some food. And uh, we were sitting on steps along Tara Street. And you know, having a having a chat, whatever, when um, a group of lads, about 15 to 10 maybe, on bicycles came flying down. And as they came by, uh, the first group of them kind of knocked what I was eating out of my hand. And the next one swung a kick at me as he passed by, got me in the face, and the next one punched me in the face. Oh, God. And yeah, it was it, that was pretty much what happened. It was. It was it's, it's just like so random. And when I when I when I read the story today in Dublin Live, Robbie Kane wrote the story. Of course, in Dublin Live today, yeah. our own Robbie Kane here from Classic Hits wrote the story. And uh, when I read how random this seemed, it seems like something that you just wouldn't believe could happen. You know what I mean? That you just just ran. I mean, you hear of attacks or provoked attacks sometimes, but something so unprovoked. Yeah, that's that's what shocked me about it. And even my friend that was with me, like he didn't after he was like, uh, he couldn't believe it even happened because um, it, it was completely unprovoked, completely random. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was no real reason for it. And, you know, it, it was just shock. So there was, really. about, there was about 15 of them? Uh, yeah, about okay. that, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, so all when, on bikes. Yeah. And when, when, yeah. They, when they kicked you out of your hand and kicked you in the face, then what happened then? What did they do then? Well, they, they kind of stopped up because, you know, I... I shouted at them like yeah and um my friend kind of tapped me and was like look just leave it um, yeah, because it can only I, get like, worse yeah you heap yeah, figure he, said, worse. He, said, he basically he was like you know it's not it's not fight you're gonna win and i was like you're right so yeah i turned around and we walked off and i don't know where they went but and did you did you identify any of the, i mean I, I, did you go to the police i did yeah. yeah there was so there was a big um presence of guards in town that day yep so I just I headed on um, around the corner and there was there was a guard there luckily so I just told him what happened and um, there's three CCTV cameras in the area yeah and there was a bus parked up with uh, witnesses yep so they interviewed all of them they interviewed me my friend and yeah that was pretty much that and and what about your injuries how are you physically how, first I, I know it's quite traumatizing even because i know i've been in that situation where i was beaten up many many years ago mm. and i know how traumatizing yeah. that can be but from an injury point of view how are you physically uh physically i'm i'm okay uh, mm. i've i've been hit a lot harder you know i play a lot of sports so okay but, yeah um you know my mouth uh, i had it i got hit in the mouth 
and that was just a bit sore. Sore, and, yeah. You know, my neck as well, the punch connected with my neck, so yeah, just like a bit of bruising, but overall, like, I'm very lucky, and that's kind of... I know, it could have been things. a lot worse, it could have been a lot yeah, worse. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the things I want to get across, like... You know, if they, it's the sheer recklessness and the randomness of it. If they had swung one of those kicks just a bit higher and hit my temple, you could be dead. You know, that's that's lights out for me. That's you know, that's yeah. another family in tatters. And you know, they're like the sheer recklessness of it. In terms of, they wouldn't just be ruining my life, my family's life. They'd be ruining their own as well. Yeah, more so than anything, you know. And we, so, we we have heard of situations like this where you know a couple of people pick on a young lad or whatever, and and one punch. There was a whole thing there going back many years yeah, ago about exactly. one punch. One yeah. punch can kill somebody if you do it in the right place. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's you know why we just we were in disbelief because you know if, if anything could have went wrong, mm-hmm. and you know. That's, that's well, th- thankfully it didn't, Luke, and you're here talking yeah, to me today. Yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, I mean, do do you do you think they were looking for money, or why why do you think they kind of picked on you and your friend, like just sitting there having a, a bite to eat? Were they looking for money? Do you think? I really don't know because, to be honest, they didn't even ask. Yeah. For anything, they didn't. You know, they didn't stop up and say. They didn't stop at all, really. Yeah. They stopped like after they did it. They stopped a little bit away from me, but they didn't. They didn't come up and say, "Oh, give us your wallet." Yeah, wallet or whatever. Or whatever. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and what, what was the age group of these the, these fifteen lads? What, what, well, oh, what would you say? Hopefully, fifteen. Between the ages of like fourteen to like sixteen, maybe. Okay, all right. So, like, obviously, they're all big men in their in their group. Of course, yeah, but, on their own, know, not much use. Yeah, on their own, yeah. Absolutely, and that's always the the case of these the, yeah. these situations. And I suppose there's a lot of bravado within these groups of exactly uh, who wants to be the leader and and then trying to prove yeah. the point. Yeah, yeah, friends. and unfortunately, yeah. you being yeah. the victim of that, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now the other thing is, while well, there there were passerbys, and and that was yeah. something we wanted to talk about the show today as well. You know, as a whole, in general, that people tend not to want to get involved. We've a very disconnected world we live in nowadays. Yeah. So, so people, did anybody look across or see what was happening, or whether people passing by? Um, there, I don't think there was people passing by, but there was a bus parked up with people yeah. um, in it, and I actually didn't know until I came back with the guards, and they had gotten off the bus, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we saw it," and I was like, "Oh, I didn't even know anybody saw it." Okay, you know. Okay. But um, there wasn't many passes by, and I think that kind of, you know, that that's something that we've been seeing a lot in Dublin city centre. There's because, you know, obviously everybody's staying within their 5K and everything. Mm-hmm. And so there's less people. So I See, think one wonders kinda... why should you get involved. And this has always been a thing because yeah. I, I know recently there, I, I pulled up outside a shop near my own locality and there was a young lad on a bike. I'd say he was only about 15. And this group of lads came around the corner, same age group, 15 to 16. Yeah. And they decided they wanted to take his bike yeah. right, right in front of me. I, was, I just pulled in in the car and I beeped the horn at them, get out of the car and shouted at them and they all ran, right? Yeah. So now, otherwise, the young lad would have got a hiding, and he would have got his bike taken off him. Exactly. But, but there yeah. is that fear, even for me as a fifty-seven-year-old man. If when you, when you, yeah, yeah, when you see about fifteen yeah. or twenty young fellas, uh, I wouldn't have a chance. You'd be outnumbered. Yeah, no, no, no matter no matter who you are, if, if you're outnumbered, there's you know there's no way you're gonna win that fight ever. And I yeah. think that's probably what a lot of people like. Why some people would ignore it, and they'd say, you know. 
if I get involved, I'm only going to come off worse. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's the case, really. I mean, it, it can be, but yeah. you're probably better off into interfering in some way, you know, or at least getting some help or something. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's it's a, it's a shocking situation, you know, to to listen to, you know, how you've had. I mean, it's affected your life apart from anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing as well. Like, there's always going to be that like because before when I when I think about it, some of the stuff I do before like I used to walk home at night from Dublin city centre now I wouldn't even dream of it after that like and you know it's just it's going obviously it's going to have a lasting effect on on certain things but at the same time I'm not going to let it bring me down and you know it's not going to I'm a strong-willed person so I'm, it's not going to yeah um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it's yeah. not. And I, I know. I mean, I know. After I got a beaten many, many years ago, and I was working on radio by a group of lads, probably about fifteen or twenty lads as well. Same situation. Yeah. Now, mind you, one of them went to jail for eighteen months for it because I ended up with two cracked ribs and a busted eye and all sorts of things. But yeah. I know that feeling that you you kind of overplayed in your mind that anything could have happened. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, you know, exactly. and you th- and you do yeah. thank your lucky stars. But in the, again, it is quite traumatic. Listen, Luke, I'm glad you're okay. And thanks very much for sharing the story with us. And, you know, maybe if it no helps problem. anybody out there think about it who might be thinking about doing something like that in the future. Yeah, Listen, yeah. Thanks very much indeed, Luca. Good, and good luck to you and safe. stay safe. All right. OK, loads of people, by the way, texting in. Somebody says, um, you know, uh, why would you get involved? Somebody else mentions, by the way, they saw somebody beating up a young girl once they got involved and the girl went for them. Yeah, I get that. But there was no way in this situation Luke was going to go for anybody, by the way, who would actually get involved or try and stop him from being beaten up. Uh, I want you to text, give us a text or um, send us in an audio message if you want to. Uh, the number, as usual, is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. What would you do? You know, would you intervene in a fight, for example, if you thought you could help the person out? Here's a little message for us. Noel, many years ago, coming home from the city centre, I saw a guy being quite rough with a female, and it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, I went over and I asked him to stop. He turned on me, turned into a bit of a brawl, bit of handbag stuff between me and him. And she jumped on my back down and tried to bite me on the back of my neck. So, um, yeah, that's what I got for trying to help a girl out. But anyway, I'll never do that again. Yeah, see, this is the problem. Tried to bite him on the back of the neck. My God, that's shocking. Well, great show as usual. Um, Noel, why are you surprised by this? This goes on every day in Dublin City Centre. Every day. That's the scum that are running around Dublin City Centre. They're on all these little black bikes now. You see them everywhere. The guards are powerless to do anything about them. Try and arrest them or stop them and you'll have their mothers and their, well, if their fathers are around coming out roaring how their little Johnny or their little Timmy are so innocent they never do anything. This is going on all the time, Noel. We've lost the streets in this capital to the scum. Just remember that. Thanks, pal. Yeah, I did see a video the other night of, of those groups fighting on um, the Samuel Beckett Bridge and they're the groups that you're talking about on the bikes um, uh, all kind of dressed the same way all 14 to 16 years of age in and around that age group and you're right they're scum scum every single one of them anybody getting involved in that kind of behaviour is scum and generally you'll find their parents are usually scum too in most cases uh, because usually it's thugs rearing thugs. Their parents probably don't care, actually, because if your 14-year-old is in the middle of the Samuel Beckett Bridge at 7 o'clock at night fighting and involved in an incident, by the way, where one man got very badly stabbed or one young lad got very badly stabbed 
and you are the parent of that 14-year-old, well, it's your fault. Because your 14-year-old shouldn't be somewhere where you don't know where they are at 7 o'clock at night. So it's your fault as a parent. Blame yourself. Well done. Give me a round of applause. All those little scumbags that he talks about, they all have parents. All those little scumbags that attack poor Luke, they all have parents as well. Where are the parents? Do they know where they are? Do they know what they've done? They're little lads, they're little angels. They're little scumbags is what they are. Now, you're right, Jay. Thanks. I think that was Jay. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, now, I wanted to ask you, would you get involved? Would you intervene in a fight? Des, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Des? Hello, Noel. How are you? Good, Des. I mean, Des, I mean, that was a shocking story about Luke. And, and there were a lot of people on the bus, by the way, and nobody kind of ran down the stairs to get involved. So, I mean, what would you do in that situation? Uh, I don't know, Noel. You know, 15 young lads on bikes. These days, teenagers, they don't care because they know the laws. is, you know, so inept and it's so dysfunctional, really, when it comes to dealing with them that they, they don't face any charges if they were caught. So, even if you were to step in there, 15 lads numbers are stacked against you. You know, I, I'd like to say I did the bin. I, I did it once a long, long time ago, and I've done it since. But, you know, I, I had a very bad ordeal one time outside of public business where I stepped in between a boyfriend and girlfriend and um, at a bus shelter. I was heading out to Jet Nightclub mm-hmm. out the back of the airport. That was, a long, that was a long time ago, but go on. 45 years ago, yeah. Jet's nightclub, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I came out of a pub. I was walking in a pub in Bingham and I came out of the pub and I saw the two of them having an altercation and he was giving her a few slaps and I just thought, uh, here, now I had a couple of drinks, I one or two since I finished work, you know, and I went over and I just, I just stood between the two of them because we had a lot of fights in the pub, every other night, nearly we were, we were separating people, so I didn't bother me doing that, but I kind of manhandled him slightly, and she took exception to it, and she took off her high heel and she planted it in the top of my head. Oh my! I, I, by the way, I've heard of that happening before to somebody else, the high right. heel, taking out and using the high heel as a weapon. Yeah, no, I, di- I didn't feel any pain. I grew up with a, my brother's a year older than me, and we grew up together, and the two of us used to bait the shit out of each other all the time, so my pain threshold must have been quite high then. But I, I, I felt, you know, the, the, the liquid, the, the, the blood coming down. Oh. And that's when I, I started the panic a little bit, and I just thought, I've got to get myself off the ball now. But, you know, since that's happened, uh, it doesn't stop me from the being a book. You know, in a situation like that... And but, but, I want to go, no, so let me go back to the story. So were you badly injured? Uh, I had six stitches in my head. Well, lucky he didn't. It was lucky he didn't go through your skull. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Because those I, high heels, you know, those kind of tall high heels, they are like yeah. a weapon. Oh yeah, geez, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like I said, I didn't fairly pay for it. Oh. You know, it, it wasn't as if I was, you know, I was coiled up the ground. It just that I started bleeding, and I just thought I better go for help. But uh, you know, I, 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 because of that, I can see why people don't want to be. I live out Carrollstown in uh, Blanchester, and. You know, the kids are, there's gangs of kids knocking around. And whenever there, something happens, people start like that. People don't want to get involved. And, you know, and what, I mean, what is it about at the moment? There's these groups because, of kind of feral kids running around the place. What's going on? Yeah, like? To be honest with you, you know, I grew up in England. I know you were in East Power. It was the same. At the shops, there's always been a gang of kids hanging around the shops. I don't, I don't. Even though I lived in Edenmore, which would have been a rough place at the time, and, and, and like Finglas, I don't think it was ever as bad as when I see these gangs going around now. They, I mean, at worst, you were called names or you, they intimidated you a bit. But they didn't right. stab people to death. And they didn't, no. you know, beat people no, with no, an inch of their lives. Yeah, in fairness, there is a lot of knife crime going on in Dublin at the moment. We, we, we have a lot of it out, out uh, our neck of the woods. But um, I tell you, another thing... 
about that there was a, a group of shops up the road from where my mum and dad lived and there was always gang kids hanging around but there was a couple of cops used to come around every now and again and i tell you something if you said a word more to them they'd slant you they absolutely slant you they 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 run at you and kick you so far up in the air you wouldn't be able to sit down for a week and kids feared coppers then but they don't anymore no, they don't. They have no fear of authority no. whatsoever, yeah, that's, that's and that, that's what happened to me. As I said to you, when I pulled into the shops there it was the week, week before last, and they all yeah. kind of picked on this young lad with the bike, um, and we're, yeah. I'm sure they were going to take his bike off him, and they were trying to pull him off the bike. And I happened to just pull up at the time, and I beat the horn really loud at them, and they looked at me, and I just got out of the car and I shouted. Now, if they hadn't have ran, I don't know what I would have done. Would I have gone any yeah. further? I don't know. There was a lot of them. I would have ended yeah, up in well, a bad situation. I tell you, I, I, very quickly, uh, I came out of pub one night. Uh, I'd been walking in Kilock in the Sheep Week pub and I, I, I went back to Vigilance to have a drink and I met a few friends of mine and I came out of the pub and it was a time just after we started smoking outside and there was a gang of lads there. Now I knew them all, they were all from Ballygall Crescent, just on the road from my mother's house and they were trying to take a bike off a, ch- off a young lad on the, on the road outside the pub and I just went over and I just took the bike myself and I stood around them and they all just backed away now. Yeah. Again, I don't know what I would have done if one of them had a light lash to build me because there was about 10 or 12 of them there at least and I know them well they're from one family and there's no problem in lashing out a dig at somebody but uh, I, just took, I just took the bike and I uh, walk back to the and I okay, yeah, okay. So, so just, just, just finally, before I go to Sharon, so advice. What advice would you give to somebody if you, you know, if you're saying to somebody, what would you do if you know a husband is given a, a wife a bit of a hiding across the road? Would you walk across the road and try and stop it? Just advice. I, 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 I would certainly try. I would step between the two and try and stop it. You know, right. E- even though, in your experience, that has backfired, and many people have said the same thing that backfires, and she'll yeah, generally yeah, attack you. Then, well, in all honesty. You have to try and do the right thing. You have to. Oh no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. These, if we don't sell up to these people, they think they can act without. With impunity, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I know, I get, I get it, and I'm sorry your line is a little bit noisy, Des, because I know you're obviously out driving or working at the moment. Thanks, Des. Uh, somebody says, Niall, there's two uh, groups of lads on bikes going around D1, D2 area. They're from Pierce uh, House and Sheriff Street area. The Guardi know who they are, says Liam. And I've seen, I've heard about these groups or these gangs from around the, the city centre, from different areas of the city centre. Sharon, uh, you're on Cl- Ireland's Cast Kids. How are you doing, Sharon? Good afternoon, Niall. I'm good. You? Good. Sharon, intervening in a fight or a situation where somebody's at risk I mean as a woman you're probably less likely and maybe that's a bit stereo, a bit sexist of me to say that <laughs> but I mean but would you intervene? Um, I, look I, I, I have horrific double standards on this I'm normally very straight with my opinions but um, I uh, I texted in because it, uh, it's in, something that stayed with me to this day and it happened a while ago but I was in a pub with a group of guys we, we played Skittles every week and we were in a team and well after skittles we're sitting there having a drink and, and a girl was in the pub we all knew her we all knew her husband he came in roaring at her grabbed her by the hair pulled her off her feet and dragged her out of the pub oh, by her hair God. she was screaming it was horrific and i was with this bunch of guys all middle-aged guys and i looked at them and i was just like is, is one of you going to step in and they were just like, no, no, none of our business, none of our business. Now, in some situations, I think it is absolutely appropriate for people to step in because it, we're losing our civilization if people can behave in a public place. 
in in such a, a horrific way and, and without the worry that anybody else is going to step in unless you happen to have a... I, there is know, that thing in the back of people's it. minds, but the self-preservation, which is, you know, that people are afraid sometimes if I jump in, I'm going to get the head kicked off me. And I wouldn't, if a gang of guys on bikes was terrorising some young kid, I probably would if he was in my car, stand and beat and... and you know, ring the guards and everything, but I, I wouldn't get out because my son needs a mum, and you know, a yeah. mum stabbed on the side of the street is no good to anyone. But at the same time, I, I'm so principled, I'd really have trouble ignoring things like that. I would, I'd certainly be acting in a way that I tried to combine, you know, mm. degree of self-preservation with, with action. Um, well, what, but, what do you uh, say to, to people? And many, many stories. Um, and I, I remember doing this topic many, many years ago on a different radio station, and I had similar stories from guys who wanted to do the right thing. They saw a girlfriend and boyfriend arguing or whatever, fighting. The guy beating the girlfriend. They go across the road. They get involved. And all of a sudden, the girlfriend turns on them. And that's very common. That is very, very common. And and that's always a fear. It is a fear. And I can't understand that because... But it seems to be, unfortunately, there are, you know, great swathes of dysfunctional relationships that... You know, they reg- regularly go hammer and tongs at each other and, and it's, you know, it's, it's toxic and horrible. But at the same time, you know, nobody else is welcome in there to, to try and sort it out. I mean, if somebody, if a guy, whether it was my boyfriend or anyone I didn't know, was attacking me, I would, you know, hope for my life that some nice chap would mm. step in and, 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 and help. So we, but, we did the social experiment a while ago with Robbie Kane, our reporter, going back about three years ago on Grafton Street and Rebecca, one of our researchers, where we had the two of them rigged up with the microphones and everything else on Grafton Street on a busy day. And we said to him, right, you pretend you're giving her a bit of a hiding and see what happens. Within seconds, within seconds, people intervened immediately and stopped him, right? Including a security guard from the shop, including passerbys. Then we interviewed them and asked them why they did that, right? We then turned the tables and we said, right, Rebecca, you beat him up and see what happens. Nobody yeah, intervened. Nothing. Nobody intervened. They actually walked the whole length of Grafton Street with her hurling abuse at him, calling him names, kicking him, pushing him. And nobody, they actually said quite the opposite. Lads were looking over and girls were looking over laughing. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and that, there's a double standard in this when yeah. it comes to men and women. And by the way, I'm not suggesting anybody should be ignored if they're being beaten up. I'm not suggesting we should ignore women or laugh at that either. Of course, everybody should try and help or do something. But the, the, the double standard is amazing. That I mean, it's that is terrible, and it is you know. Well, you know, you could sit down and, and write what's wrong with society, and and you'd be you know you'd be at the never-ending book. But um, you know that we have lost standards, we have lost some of our real deep principles and morals along the way, and it, it, it's a really sad state of affairs. But I'd still want to, you know, if if it was somebody I felt was vulnerable, I'd still would would really struggle not not getting involved in some way. Mm-hmm. But at this day and age, you've got the perfect way of helping is everyone's got their camera phone, somebody's being attacked. Even if you don't want to step in, film it, live stream it straight to the guards, live stream it straight onto Facebook. You know, uh, get get ring the guards and film it so that you've got the evidence that somebody can be prosecuted. You know, we're in a slightly different society that, you know, it's so easy to get people prosecuted if, if there's evidence there they were doing wrong and it's not just somebody's word anymore. It's, it's a video. You yeah. know, it's a video. So, you mm-hmm. know, even if you don't want to step in, but you see something, there's people sitting on the bus watching that poor lad being kicked in the head. And if they saw it, they might not have seen the actual act, but they witnessed it and they could have filmed the guys on the bikes. And I mean, listen to him. Off. Listen to that guy, Luke. He was 21 years of age. He's, he sounds nervous. He sounds traumatized by what happened is. to him. You of course know. he is. What a horrible... It stays with you. I was attacked by a group of guys when I was about 
God, 15 or 16. Um, and I'm very lucky. I'm quite ballsy. I got away. But, you know, they, I'm fairly sure they were going to rape me. Um, but at the time, dear God, I didn't want to go out in, in public. Just normal people walking down the street were suddenly a threat. And it does, it, it, it traumatizes you. It changes you. And some people, it changes them forever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these little horrible gangs of thugs going around, you know, for God's no who they are. You know, I just hate they're proactive okay. about doing something about it. Let me go to Sarah. Sarah, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. Hi, Sarah. Hi, how are you? Uh, now, Sarah, go, getting back to, you know, this traumatic story that we started off the air with Luke, who was beaten up randomly in Dublin, and the whole idea of intervening, if you've seen something like that happen, would you intervene? I'd have to. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And now, I did. You'd assess the situation, I'm assuming. No, I'd just intervene. you just go for it? Yes, yes. Okay, and have you ever done that? I have, yeah. Um, I was, it was, it was a few years ago. It was at actually, it was at the, you know, the, the Green Line bus stop there at the Red Cow Roundabout. Okay. And um, there was, I can't remember whether there was two or three, but there were Asian tourists. And we were sitting in one of the bus stops. Now, there was about two people in between myself and them. And a few togs came up, and I'm telling you, between the age of 7 and 12, there was no one older than 12, but there was a good few of them. And they started spitting in the Asian ladies' faces, knocking the the crisps that they were eating out of their hands, stretching back their eyes, roaring abuse at them, going around the bus stop, in and out, back and forward to them. So I kind of watched it for a few seconds because the bus stop was packed. Yeah. You know, there was grown men, there was grown women, there was young men. And young nobody, men. nobody else got up to do anything? Nobody did anything. So when I seen one, the lady started shaking, I stood up. And I said, lads, you know, I kind of let a roar at them and, you know, leave, yeah. leave the women alone. So one of them came at me then, he spat in my face. Um, so I did as I reacted, I hit my box. Good he was, you. He, he was nine or ten years old, but I didn't care. See, I did, but this is the problem somebody mentioned a few minutes ago in one of the, uh, yeah. the doctors that if you hit this one of these children, you could be done for assault. But go on, well, anyway. Me for assault, no, he, des- he deserved it. Anyway, go on. Yeah, so I hit him a slap. There was a few more roars and shouts. Um, and then two, there was two men kind of, they were more at the, the, the Lewis line bus stop. Yeah. They started walking over. And once they started walking over, all the young lads ran off. But I stood up and I stood and around. What about, and when, when you stood up and the 12-year-old put it up to you, and 12-year-olds can be quite tall nowadays, by the way, so the 12-year-old, yeah. he puts it up to you and spits in your face. There was other people there. Did none of them not stand up and go, here, here, lads, here, give it up? Nobody. Not a sinner. Cowards. Yeah, after the young lads went, um, I kind of checked on the women, saw if they were okay, and then I stood and I shouted to the whole bus stop. I was like, what, what, what's all your problem? Y'all just sat women there. were being verbally assaulted, and it says not one person. I said, shame on the lot of you. Well done to you, by the way. Well done to you, Sarah. Now, mind you... I know, I was shaking with I know you were. I know you I've often been in a situation and you're terrified, but you're pretending to be real brave. But in saying that, fair play to you, because a lot of people won't do it. They no. they just are not willing to risk their own safety to save somebody else. No, I was, I, I, I was mortified for the Irish people that day when it was... It was clearly a raci- a racially motivated, yeah, and yes. they were tourists. They were here to visit our country and see our lovely country. Yeah. And they get verbally assaulted by kids. Yeah. And, so, and, and it could have been a lot worse if you weren't there. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. Hopefully it wouldn't. Hopefully I mean, because if you were on holidays in a country, isn't that a terrible thing that your memory of that holiday would be completely tarnished by a group of thugs who, exactly. you know, who abuse you? 
exactly. That's it. Yeah. What do you say to guys, by the way, who are afraid to intervene when there's a boyfriend beating up on his girlfriend or wife or whatever, and they're afraid to intervene? Because I said you should go to the doctor and check if they dropped or not. Yeah, well, <laughs> all right. But the reason they, they say they won't intervene is because they say the girlfriend always turns on them then. It's happened a few you'd times. Have, you'd have to try. Yeah. You'd have to try. No matter the situation, you'd have to try. Like, I'm, I'm five foot one, like. Yeah. You know, and I stood up to, to eight. I know they're only kids, but I stood up to eight kids on my own. Yeah. I didn't care because these poor women were shaking with fear. Yeah. You know? Oh, somebody, by the way, said that's the red line, not the green line. What difference does it make? No, it was the green bus. Oh, the, the green, green bus. bus. Right. The okay. Dublin green bus link. Sarah, well done to you. No bother. I and it'd be, it'd be great if more people did that. Huh? You know what I mean? It would yeah. be great. We, because we wouldn't have half the problems we have if people didn't stand idly by and watch it happening anyway. That's it. I'll let you go now. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Oh, all right, okay. See you, Sarah. Have a wonderful day. All right, keep texting. Keep WhatsApping. The number's 87 Would you get involved if you saw somebody being beaten up, racially abused, whatever it happens to be, a woman being sexually assaulted, or a woman being assaulted or physically beaten by a man or a man being physically beaten by a group of women, women, if that happens, or another woman being beaten by women. Would you get involved? Hi, Claire. You're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you? Hi, hi, I'm good. Good. Claire, would you intervene or, you know, would you intervene in a fight or, or why is it that we're suddenly seeing, you know, these kind of groups of young fellas, particularly in the inner city as well, uh, going around on bikes just randomly beating people up? Well, it's the same as what that other guy said there. It's, you know, they know they get away with it. Nothing will happen. Yeah. I think I think myself I would intervene. I never had to before. Because I think I would without thinking about the consequences, you know. Yeah, just your gut instinct to protect somebody else. Yeah, to help yeah, somebody yeah, else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you want to highlight, obviously, a situation uh, that you're aware of in your area. Yeah. Um, there's bunches of scumbags going around with vicious dogs and setting them on cats on purpose. And where, where is this? With the, where about shreds. Cherry Orchard. Okay. And a few weeks ago, Cherry Woods in Clondalk, and I think it is. Um, yeah, and it's happening all the time. And it's just to highlight and let people, you know, make people aware. So they're, they're, they're using vicious dogs, particular breeds of dogs, obviously, that are Well, quite... I'm saying if they're training them, yeah. Yeah. They go uh, after them, then they're vicious, you know. And yeah. they train them to go after cats. And uh, somebody put up that they're, they're lamping. So they're, they're shining the torch on the cats and setting the dogs on them, like they do with the fox. Oh, right, no. yeah, yeah, and with the deers of the mountains, so, um, yeah. It just seems like no animals are safe anymore. We need more education. And how old, how old are these young fellas that are doing this? Well, or, well, when I say young fellas, that's very sexist to me. There could be girls involved too, I don't know. Well, they, well, they are young fellas as far as I know. That yeah. I heard of. Um, somebody said um, last night on Lion that a man who was about 40 went into her garden and set the dog and her cat. I think she saved her cat. Oh, you my know? God. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, So it's like a sport at this stage almost for them. Well, it is. Yeah, yeah you can see it. Like, I haven't seen it personally myself because I think I would try and help as well, you know, even though you'd be terrified. Yeah. I mean, I mean, without being disrespectful, because the majority of people at Cherry Orchard are good people, right? But, of course. In, but yeah, in, say, yeah, in saying that, Cherry Orchard has appeared in the news quite a bit in recent times, I suppose, for uh, wrong reasons, too, you know. I mean, with yeah, group, yeah. groups of young people, I mean, talking about thinking of the 12 year olds who have gone a bit bonkers. I mean, is the problem still as bad as it was this time last year or the year before? Or is it, has it got any better? I know I know the yeah, guards were trying to do something. Really you. you mean about the cats? No, no, I just about the, the, the groups yeah, of yeah. young fellas that are kind of terrorising yeah. people in the area. 
I've no idea. Right, okay. I've no idea. But um, no, I'm just saying, I just want to highlight, and of course it's not only happening in those areas. I did say that on the phone. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I'm not, it's only that I'm aware of those areas, you know, and Cherrywood as well. Yeah. So, um, no, of course, it's always a few, you know, that ruin the area, you know. Absolutely, it is. And the majority of people in most areas are good people, and all it takes is, you know, seven or eight families to destroy a whole area. Yeah, yeah, Unfortunately, exactly. that's the way it is. But it that's, that's like, but to be honest with you, no I'm, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm glad you highlighted that. I mean, that's, so they're basically going around with, with these dogs, training these dogs to attack cats. Yeah. yeah and then as well, sorry to, to highlight as well, that of course, if they're going to train them, they run after a baby, a child. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what's coming next? And, you know, what comes next after they they have their laugh and their fun ever doing that? What do they move on to next? When they get bored yeah, of that, yeah. 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 What's the next you know? step? Yeah, human beings. Listen, thank you very much indeed for raising that. And, and if anybody else in that area or around that area is familiar with that, or maybe other areas around the country uh, where young people are, or well, not necessarily young, one of the lads says she said was 40, are training dogs to basically attack cats as some sort of sport or for entertainment. That's shocking, isn't it? Absolutely shocking. Things just couldn't get any worse, could they? No, I was walking up to the car park after work one night at 12 o'clock at night and I seen some fella slapping his girlfriend in the face and screaming at her. I intervened and told him to leave her alone. I was screaming at him. She came over and thanked me. But once I got into the car, I couldn't help but think about her. I seen her walking down nearby lane, so I followed her. As I got down the lane, he was still slapping her in the face and screaming at her. So I intervened again, beeping the car. I told her to come over and please get into the car so I could drop her home safely. But she proceeded to tell me, no, look, it's my boyfriend. Sometimes he goes mad, but it'll be okay. And I pleaded with her, please, please get in the car and I'll drop you home safely. You don't have to put up with this. I just kept saying, no, 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 this is my boyfriend. It's fine. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. I swear to God, my hands were shaking the whole drive home. I was absolutely going out of my mind thinking about her. And I actually couldn't sleep that night when I got home because all I could think about was this girl and hoping that she get home okay. But both times I intervened, she said thanks the first time. And when I actually tried to get her into my car to get her home safely, she just wouldn't take the lift. What can you do? Exactly. And, and that is the situation sometimes. And I know both women and men can be in relationships that can be very difficult, very toxic. And for some reason, they want to stay in that relationship. I don't get it. You know, and I'm, I'm, I've, look, I've talked about it before in the air in relation to domestic violence. And sometimes women are in a situation where financially they have to stay in the relationship. And that can happen to a man too, by the way. Or he feels emotionally he has to stay in the relationship because of his children or something like that. And even though they may be getting beaten up by their partner, it's a, it's a shocking situation where somebody's been so downtrodden that they're used to being beaten and they accept it as being part of their relationship. And I understand exactly how that woman would have felt at the time. How are you doing, Niall? Yeah, just listening to that young man uh, from Galway's experience. If you had a known Dublin a bit better, he wouldn't have gone into that area. Uh, Tara Street all around the inner city there, Pier Street. There's been ongoing battles on YouTube uh, of different rival gangs killing each other in the area. And of course, the street origins on the bikes patrol the area. So if they don't see faces that they know, they just clobber them to get them out of the area. They think they might be in the area sussing out or looking for somebody under the guise of looking, you know, sitting down, having food and watching. So what they do is they pounce, they kick the box, they punch and uh, just to drive people out of the area. So stay away from that area. You're very unfortunate that it happened to you. I apologise. Uh, what happened to you but stay away from Tara Street and Pier Street and the inner city notorious drug gangs control that area thanks Morris 
Morris, thanks for that. Yeah, and, and it's good advice, but is it a shocking that you have to give that advice? Because that is the job of Angarda Shea to make sure that that doesn't happen in an area where people feel that it's a kind of no-go area or somewhere that you just can't go and sit down and eat a bag of chips or whatever it happens to be. That shouldn't happen to anybody. But I get the point you're making, and at the moment there are parts of the inner city, and I'm sure if you've been looking at the videos on YouTube, and if you watch the video the other night on Samuel Beckett Bridge, and that young man who got stabbed and is very seriously injured, you will see the types of individuals you're dealing with. They're young they're 12 to 17 years of age. They're scumbags. They don't care about human life. They have no value on human life. I seen one individual carrying a knife. All I can say is you wouldn't use you wouldn't use this knife for your Christmas turkey. It was huge. What is he going to do with it? What is the intentions of carrying a knife like that? Shocking. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hits.